getting that just right temperature or getting an energy efficient appliance. It's not only about making smart changes today. It's about creating brighter tomorrows with simple steps to save energy. Plus, you'll help protect the environment for years to come. A better world for you, your family, and your community. Get started with rebates and discover what energy efficient choices can help you power what's next at AlliantEnergy.com/rebates. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. You're listening to the Huddle Up Podcast with Chad Jensen and Zach Kelberman. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com and sound off. And now it's time to drop some knowledge. Okay, we're live. Suddenly the light is on. I'm paralyzed with fear. We had to let it breathe just for a few seconds, gang. You guys know the drill. Welcome in to the Huddle Up podcast presented, as always, by Mile High Huddle and powered by Overtime Media. I'm your host, Chad Jensen, and with me, as always, my partner in crime. You know him. You love him. He is my fellow football priest, Zach Kelberman. Zach, hope you had a good weekend, dude. How are you feeling heading into a fresh week of football analysis on the podcast? Yeah, I wasn't feeling too great yesterday, but you know it's always nice having some downtime over the weekend. And uh, but I always miss coming back and doing these pods with you, Chad. By Sunday, I'm ready to roll again. I'm always looking forward to a new week, and we have a big deadline coming up this week with Justin Simmons, which we'll get to in uh, just a bit. Yeah, we might as well open that can of worms now because it broke. It was either Thursday or Friday. I think actually it was Friday that he is planning on or was planning on signing the franchise tender over the weekend. Now, normally that's, you know, well, I shouldn't say normally interpreting what that means. Everyone knows if he ends up playing on the franchise tag, it's a one year deal. It's fully guaranteed and it's worth about 11.4 million bucks. But usually when a franchise tagged player signs the tag, it's a harbinger or an indicator that his camp does not expect a multi-year deal to get done in time for the deadline. Now for Justin Simmons and the Broncos and all teams, in fact, across the NFL with franchise tag players, that deadline is Wednesday, July 15th, Zach. So literally they've got all of business Monday, all of business Tuesday, and then about half of the day Wednesday, 2 p.m. Mountain time for Eastern to consummate a deal. It doesn't seem like, it's going to happen, but you never know. What do you think's going to? How do you think it's going to play out? 
especially knowing Elway's track record where, you know, deadlines make deals and you look at his record with franchise tag players. He manages to always sign them before the clock strikes midnight on, on the, always on the deadline every summer. Um, we kind of predicted this though. We said it's a formality. He's going to get 11.4. He's not going to turn that down. He becomes the eighth highest paid safety in the NFL for 2020. The ninth highest paid is Kareem Jackson. Obviously he wants a multi-year deal. He wants to be paid among the top three highest paid safeties. But I just think in the landscape of this offseason, Chad, with everything going on, the uncertainty, uh, we said this a couple pods ago, we would not be surprised in the least when some other people are hearing that he might get a long-term deal. Do not be surprised, Broncos country, if he doesn't get a long-term deal and they have to return to the negotiating table next offseason. Tables, it would be, you know, discussions tabled and pick it back up in 2021. There are a couple of factors at play here it, that have really kind of been the monkey wrench in the wheel. Obviously, everybody knows how the word that shall go unmentioned has affected potentially business for NFL teams and subsequently, uh, subsequently NFL players for the year 2020. Fan attendance will be affected. Even if all 32 teams were able to say, we're 100% open, it's all good, Come on in. There are no restrictions. Bring it. We want to see you. I would say probably at a 25 to 30% clip of season ticket holders aren't going to show up out of fear. But it's not going to be that way. There might be some teams that leave it completely open uh, for whoever season ticket holder-wise wants to show up. But in most cases, Zach, I think what you're going to see is similar to what the Baltimore Ravens did, where they just basically are saying, look, we're only opening the stadium up to 15,000 fans per game. They're figuring out a way to kind of rotate that for their season ticket holders. Season ticket holders who do not want to opt into that can either get a refund or get a credit toward next year's tickets. That's going to hurt, man. It's going to affect not only revenues by way of the box office, but all the concessions, merchandising. Our Bob Morris had an article on this today, in fact, at milehighhuddle.com that I suggest everybody go and look and check out. But what that means is salary cap is informed literally by revenue. So if revenue is down, the salary cap takes a hit. So what that means for teams is you try and you know project forward to 2021 and you don't know what the salary cap is going to be. So it almost makes more sense, Zach, especially in the case of Justin Simmons, who has that one, I know he's a three-year starter, but he had that one really strong, you know, elite level campaign. It almost makes more, you know, wiser business sense. For John Elway and company to say, look, let's just get you signed the tender. It's a massive pay raise for you. It's one year. It's fully guaranteed. Let's see you come in and duplicate what you did last year. We'll feel better. And then that buys us a little time to see how revenues are going to be affected, how we can budget moving forward, et cetera. I wrote the same exact thing today pertaining to Dak Prescott. It's the same situation. He signed his franchise tag. Doesn't look like a long-term deal is in the cards. He might have to play 2020 on a one-year franchise tender, but it would give the Cowboys and the Broncos, in, the, in these cases, a chance to see if these performances were outliers or were they a sign of things to come. If Simmons can do what he did last year, another year in Vic Fangio's defense, the Broncos have no problem paying that money. But if he wants Eddie Jackson money, which is $14.6 per year, I think the Broncos have to be apprehensive. They don't 
don't know how fans are going to be allowed in stadiums, how many. There's going to be games this fall, what the revenue is going to look like or the lack thereof. Uh, the salary cap next year is going to be flat. They're going to take a loss. There is so much uncertainty around the NFL right now. And as I keep mentioning, it's the same reason why players like Jadeveon Clowney, Everson Griffin are on the open market. Same reason why Cam Newton took forever to sign. If this was a normal offseason, Chad, Simmons would have had his multi-year deal by now. But because it's the most strangest offseason in NFL history, I, I understand the Broncos' apprehension and, and, and being so tentative to reward in these times a player who, while is, is ascending and he has upside to go, he's still fairly beyond one year unproven at that superstar level. If he had two, three years under his belt, I'd say no problem. You know, pay him 15 a year, make him the highest paid safety. But for one year's worth, I think the Broncos learned from Jawan James not to reset the market before they have to. And in fairness to Justin Simmons, as a three-year starter, you know, if he'd been playing all three of those years in Vic Fangio's scheme, we probably wouldn't be worried about outliers. But it is one year. And, you know, the Broncos might be wise to just let's see all things considered. If you can duplicate it, we'll come back to the table. The problem in 2021, the problem with that approach potentially, the risk is that he's going to be an unrestricted free agent next year if he plays on the franchise tag, and then suddenly you're opening yourself up to competition in terms of other potential suitors coming in and inflating the market, whereas right now you have exclusive access to negotiate with the player. You might not necessarily have that nine months from now when free agency rolls around for 2021. So, you know, it doesn't read in the tea leaves. It doesn't feel like Simmons deal is going to get done by the deadline. Doesn't mean that it won't, but there is a, I think better than 50, 50 chance Zach that 2020 is the outlier year. Speaking of outliers that the, for the first time, a franchise tag player by John Elway does not end up getting that multi-year deal. The good thing for the Broncos is if he plays this year on the tender, they will know during the season, they will know before 2021 rolls around whether it was an outlier, whether Simmons is the real deal and he can perform at this level for multiple years to come. They will know beforehand they would get a jump on negotiations. Plus, they have the franchise tag at their disposal again next offseason. It would be a 120% increase in pay per the new CBA. That's true. That's still, you know, that's still less per year, even if they tag him again, than making him the next Eddie Jackson at $15 million per year. So I, I could see it both ways. I understand Simmons wants financial security and, and more or less generational wealth. But the Broncos, with their salary cap right now, they're holding their cards close to their vest. No one knows anything. I can see the apprehension and waiting for this to play out a little more. And then they can always pick it back up as soon as the season's over again. We'll see how it shakes out, gang. We'll have... One more podcast between now and when that decision comes down, at least from Huddle Up Pod. And then Wednesday night, we'll have basically a gut reaction episode. We'll have a superstar coming on that night, which we'll talk about here in a few minutes. And we'll know exactly how this thing shakes out on Wednesday night. So we'll see. But, gang, this is a special episode. You heard us talk about this on Thursday during the Mile High Mailbag. It dawns on us. You know, we're just plowing ahead. We don't realize this till the 11th hour, but – This is the 500th episode of the Huddle Up podcast. And as a milestone, a pretty significant, serious milestone for the podcast, we wanted to kind of say thanks to to our audience, say thanks to the community. We did a, you know, let's make a list. Let's do top Broncos this, top memories that when we crossed 7,000 on YouTube in terms of subscribers. Instead of rehashing that type of thing, we thought we would just have some fun 
and really reward our community for your steadfast support, your passion. I mean, this podcast does not exist, does not get to 500 episodes if it's not for you guys. So we're going to be giving away some swag here, and we're going to explain to you exactly how that's going to work. But first, guys, we got to just go through a couple of quick matters of business because the show continues to grow, even in this slow news cycle and the dead time on the NFL calendar, the NFL summer. Huddle Up and Mile High Huddle continue to grow at an exponential pace. So we have to make sure our new listeners and subscribers know how to connect with us on social media. First and foremost, you want to make sure you follow the podcast on Twitter, at Huddle Up Pod. That's how you keep your finger on the pulse of what's happening with the show in real time. And then while you're at it, follow at Mile High Huddle. We call it the mother account, but if you've got those two followed, you will not miss anything as it relates to podcast programming, giveaways, polling, etc., or breaking Broncos news and analysis as it's happening in real time. Also, gang, <clears throat> check out huddleuppod.com and get your swag up. Get yourself one of these football priest hats. Get yourself a football priest T-shirt. Get yourself a Mile High Huddle face mask, as you can see me rocking right now. I'm, I wasn't wearing a turtleneck. It was, in fact, one of our masks. So many of you have gotten these masks and these hats, but it's something you can you can support helps the channel, helps the, the brand, helps the podcast. There still have been some delays in terms of fulfillment and shipping that are inordinate due to the supply chain and due to the word that shall go unmentioned. But our third-party provider, for what it's worth and in the interest of transparency and being open and upfront, they say by the end of this month, there will be no more issues on availability and turnaround times. I mean, before the word that shall go unmentioned hit, Zach, it was two days, man, and it was out the door to people. So they're telling us because, you know, we've been steadily going, hey, what's going on? When is this going to change? When's it going to get back up to speed? They're telling us by July 27th, all of their supply chain issues will happen. What that means in the interim isn't that they can't fulfill or that they can't supply. It's just simply that there are going to be some delays. But huddleuppod.com, get your swag on, support what we're doing if you want. And if you're not in a position to do that, it's all good. These three things you, anyone can do, anyone listening to this podcast, <clears throat> whether you're live with us in the stream or listening to it after the fact, first and foremost on YouTube, subscribe gang, like the video, and then share. Those three simple things help us more than you know. This is the Overtime Podcast Network. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promotes surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. All right, Zach, let's explain how this is going to work. So we are going to give away a couple of Football Priest T-shirts. In fact, sorry, Mark, I'm going to bring you right back on in just a second. This very shirt, hashtag Football Priest on the back, it's got the Huddle Up Podcast logo. We're going to give away two of these shirts this evening by way of random giveaways. Super Chat superstars are included. Plus, even if you're not a superstar, everyone's included. If you're in the stream right now, you have a chance to be selected random raffle, basically. Also, we're going to give away one item from the merch store, whether it's something like the mask, whether it's a football priest huddle a podcast mug, something from the merch store that is selected by whoever is randomly drawn. You get to choose what you get from the merch store. This is a small way we can give back and say thank you to each and every one of you who have been supporting what we do And we're also going to give away the last of its kind tonight. We're going to give away the last orange mile high huddle ball cap, et cetera. And, you know, not the most gorgeous hat, if I'm being frank, Zach, but people like it. And it's the only one of its kind left over. We only had about 10 or 12. I can't remember the exact number, but something like that made up. A friend of mine, Ray Roybal, had them made up a couple of years back. So it's a relic. It is a relic, and it is something cool. Like uh, Jordan Johnson has one of them, the blue one, one of the last ones that was given out. In fact, I think it was the last one. Friend of the show, uh, Mark Johnson, also has one. So anyway, we're going to get to that. We're going to start randomly selecting names. If you're in the stream, you are included in this. Let's grab this first Super Chat superstar. There he is. From none other than Mark Langley, who is the getting this super in before we even went live. And by the way, Mark is going to join us in the fourth installment of our Superstar segment on Wednesday night, so you're not going to want to miss that. But we appreciate you, as always, Mark. He says, what's up, my guys? Congrats on 500. You made this happen for us. So thank you and all that you do. I love you guys. Not in that way. Anyway, take care. Have a good night. And as always, go Broncos. Hashtag MHH. Yeah, so it's it's – you might real quick, quick aside, Zach. I just heard the Darth Vader buzz from from the mic. You might want to test that real quick, just real quick. Um, do a chant. Just just say it, something it, real quick. It says it's. Is it good? You're good. You're good. Okay. Um, appreciate you, Mark. As always. Yeah. Let me see here. The chat is very full tonight, so I do not want to miss any of our superstars who have been supportive here james jumping in across the pond to say zach and chad are going to spin it as bad news but it's not bad news that simmons is signing his franchise tender they still have until july 15th to get a deal done tags are about flexibility so i mean it's i guess it's in the eye of the beholder right what how you view whether it's good or bad if justin simmons ends up getting the franchise tag yes zach it's still open for a deal to get done, they have till Wednesday to get that done. But if he ends up playing on the franchise tag, it's not the worst thing as we discussed at the top of the show. 
Yeah, I'm not going to spin it in a negative light. Even if he's on the franchise tender, it's a win-win for both sides. The Broncos get another year of Justin Simmons, one of the best safeties in the game, at a fairly reasonable price, and they have until next offseason to see if they want to lock him down again. And Simmons gets, like you mentioned earlier, Chad, a massive upgrade in pay for one season with the ability next year to cash out in free agency be it with the Broncos or another team. So even if it's it comes down to that in a worst-case scenario, it's not so bad. We got Steve jumping in, one of our superstars and longtime listeners. Thank you, Stephen. Much love to you, Stephen. And Stephen's going to be on one of the superstar segments. I think it's going to be number six. So a couple weeks from now, we'll get a chance to chat with Steve. He says, congrats on 500 episodes. I don't blame Jerry Judy for walking out when he heard his Madden uh, rating. If you guys missed it, seriously, it was the first time in the – Many thousands of articles I've ever written that I did anything on Madden. It's always something (laughs) I've kind of avoided. But the reaction from Jerry Judy when Chad Ochocinco gave him his his overall rating is priceless. If you guys haven't checked it out, you can go to milehighhuddle.com. There's an article there. You can watch the reaction. But to to basically spoil it a little bit for you, Zach, and as Steven said there, he got hit with, I think, what was it, 75, I want to say, off the top of my head is his Uh overall rating. Yeah. And he just stood up and walked away from, from the laptop. It was kind of fun. Yeah, you know, even though, you know, uh, Jerry Judy's a 75 and KJ Hamler's a 70 overall, they're two of the fastest rookies in the game, Chad, wide receivers. I tweeted about this, that Hamler is second to only Henry Ruggs, who has 98 speed, 97 acceleration. Jerry Judy and Hamler have both 93 agility, and they top Ruggs in that department. So if you're looking to play with the Broncos and Madden, they're going to be very, very explosive, and that could translate to real life as well. It should. Yeah, and I mean, when's the release date for Madden? It's usually in August, right? When mm-hmm. it's coming up here I, soon. I don't know off the top of my head. I, I stopped paying attention years ago. Yeah, I I know I can speak for a lot of people who probably still do it, but I used to literally set my watch to when Madden would come out because you got the updated rosters, and I'm going back, you know, 20 years and whatnot in terms of how much I love playing that game. But the last, I would say, 10 years, um, mm-hmm. I just haven't had as much time to game as I did back in the day. But, but you know, props to people who can, and it's, it's a fun game. And honestly, Zach, with how this weird year has played out and sports have been completely removed from the table for Americans or for people who have, the, have, have always had that as a healthy escape, playing games like Madden, is another way for people to kind of get their sports fix. I used to wait at GameStop outside the door at midnight on the release night, Chad. I mean, I was so super into Madden, and it was my escape. I would love playing it after school. I played nighttime, daytime. Madden used to be the thing to do. And then it just became every year you paid 60 70 bucks for updated rosters and same gameplay. I don't know what EA is thinking, but they've uh, they've ruined their product to the point where I, who was a valued customer and a big fan of it, I stopped caring completely. We got Big Body Boy on YouTube chiming in to say, my favorite play by Justin Simmons was the pick on Patrick Mahomes and sliding in on the snow. So last year in that big snow game, Zach, that was a great play. Anytime a Bronco can pick off Patrick Mahomes, it's it's a moment to be celebrated. But I go back to when we had our uh, 7K week of celebrations in one of those episodes, you mentioned the block kick in New Orleans. Yeah. That that was ran back for for two points, which – I believe it was two points. Or was it a touchdown? I think it was the two points. Anyway, that was probably the most iconic Simmons play in my mind. 
He had a couple nice picks last year as well. He had one against the Chargers, but that one against the Chiefs is always remembered because, like you said, it's against Mahomes. It was in the snow. It was a nice play. He's a playmaking safety, Chad, and he's uh, he's fun to watch. I'm glad he's on the Broncos. Zeus McPeak, condescending from on high, straight in up. the flesh, MHH Mount, uh, Mount Rushmore, just showing that generosity. And Stu, as we talked about when we had him on the show, deserves a lot, deserves Credit as everyone else, but Stu especially has been very supportive on Super Chat dating back to when we first started doing the live streams. He's been listening to the podcast longer than that and part of the community longer than that. But we we owe a lot to, to Stu, and we appreciate your generosity as always, my friend. He says, congrats on 500. Outstanding team. Awesome community. The community, here's the thing. What's one of the most gratifying aspects of what we have done here, Zach, with 500 episode number 500 is the community has taken shape and, you know, life of its own completely independent of us. And that's been one of the coolest, funnest things to see. And by the way, real quick, John, let's, let's draw a name out of the hat. Let's get someone going, put it in the, in the private chat, what the randomized raffle cranks out and we'll announce it here. But Zach Stu is the man. What a great guy Stu is as well. I loved getting to know him off camera, Chad, and when he was on, he was so insightful. Just a great guy, great Broncos fan, and such a valued member of our community. We wouldn't be where we were without members like Stu. So, Stu, mile high salute to you, man. Uh, Kenneth Booker wants to know, what's your favorite Elway fourth quarter comeback that wasn't the drive? I love the back-to-back playoff comebacks against Houston and Warren Moon. Ken, I'd have to think about that for a minute, dude. Um, I have a lot of iconic moments for Elway in my mind. I would have to go through the Rolodex of memories, though, to qualify whether or not they were fourth quarter uh, comebacks. All right, let's see what we got here. Okay, we got our first winner. And John Uh-oh. confirmed for me he's in the stream right now, right? That's one of the, got the drum roll going. qualifiers here. Okay, um, let me put it on screen. We'll do this. We'll do this the right way. Bear with me one second. It is this gentleman right here. Hold up. Suspense. (laughs) Here we go. You know him as DP, otherwise known as Darian P. There it is. House. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Darian, here's how you get your free Huddle Up podcast, hashtag football priest t-shirt. Reach out to us on email milehighhuddle at gmail.com again that's milehighhuddle at gmail.com pretty easy to remember we'll ask for your personal deets your shipping address and we'll get that sent out to you my friend so congratulations and a big thank you from each one of us for your support i know you've you've shown out on super chat before you're in the comment stream each and every podcast whether you're super or not and we appreciate you playing the role that you have yeah, congrats, Darian. Uh, very well-deserved, and I hope you like the shirt. And to everyone else, don't worry. Don't fret. We have two more. Uh, we have another shirt we're giving away tonight, so hang in there. We got a shirt. We've got a hat. That's right. And we've got something from the merch store as decided by the winner. Speaking of superstars, we got Christian, who is just consistent as it gets. Yeah. Really appreciate your support, you. my friend. He says, hey, guys. Been absent for lifeguard training, but the good news is I passed my class, so I am back. Well, it's good to have you, 
Christian, it's good to have you. And I know you have expressed an interest in being on the show as one yes. of our superstar segments. And Zach and I and John, we've talked about that. And we uh, we have a few stacked up right now. And then as August comes around, we're going to get that on the schedule. We'll have you on the schedule in August. July's pretty much spoken for up to this point. But August, I think the first two weeks are booked. We're going to have Chris Hernandez on. We're going to have Justin Statler on. And then there's a couple other weeks there, obviously, in August. And Christian, you, we will reach out to you here in uh, the very near future to arrange for you to come on later on that month. Speaking of superstars, we got big KP in the house. <clears throat> Appreciate you, my friend. Thank you. He says, if no fans are in the stadiums and a drop in revenue, would this kill the Chiefs after the Mahomes signing in cap space? We got loads of youth we can sustain. So one of the ways they they got kind of got a win there with the Patrick Mahomes deal, you know, first of its kind, basically, in terms of not so much in term, because I think Donovan McNabb once signed like a 12-year deal, if I'm not mistaken, with the Eagles back in the day. Didn't end up playing 12 years, but from a monetary perspective, Patrick Mahomes, by virtue of that contract, becomes the highest paid athlete in the history of the world. One way that the Chiefs mitigated that, though, is they kicked the cap hit down the road by a couple of years. So, you know, there are loopholes and bylaws and ways that teams can manipulate the cap, especially by virtue of um, signing bonuses and deferring that over time. So these next two years is basically the window they're going to try and, and, you know, repeat. They're going to try and three-peat. These next two years are when they have Mahomes still on the relative cheap. And then Zach it starts kicking in 2022 really where they are up there in terms of forties and 50 million he's costing them on this, on the cap. So between now and then is when they're going to try and make it work. I don't see really how revenue is going to affect that too much in 2021, just because, you know, they, they were smart enough to look that far down the road in terms of, you know, giving themselves that two year window. That's what I was going to say is that his mega deal doesn't really go into effect until 2022. He's still on a cost control contract until then. That's a win for the Chiefs, and that is their window, as Chad said. But even after that point, when his cap number skyrockets to $50 million, they can still build through the draft. They can get some of their other bloated contracts, like Sammy Watkins, maybe even Chris Jones by then, off the books. Yes, it's going to hinder them to some extent, but when you have a quarterback as transcendent as Patrick Mahomes, you can get by with other roster deficiencies. And the Broncos, they can't really look to the Chiefs' salary cap or their revenue as, as a means to sustain themselves or to model themselves after. Just keep doing their thing. They're building the right way from the draft, from the ground up, and as long as they keep doing that, they're going to be in good shape, and they're going to compete with the Chiefs. I'm not saying for the division or for the next couple Super Bowls, but to be in the relevant playoff picture every single season to how the Broncos have assembled their team. This is the Overtime Podcast Network. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, 
the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. We've got Jaden Torres jumping in on Super Chat, a name I don't recognize on Super Chat. So, Jaden, welcome. Welcome to the manger, my friend. We're happy to have you. Appreciate your support. Yeah. Says, you guys are dope. Thank you for everything. Started at the bottom of the mountain. Hey, man. That's where we all start, right? We all start at the bottom. We got to work our way up. But, Jaden, we really appreciate you, my friend, and uh, look forward to seeing you in the stream more often. We got James jumping in on Super Chat from across the pond. Thank Generous, you. as always. Appreciate you, bro. He says, it's worth pointing out if the Broncos sign Simmons in 2021, they can lower the 21 hit by giving him a significant signing bonus and prorating it. So this gets back to help kind of kind of helps illustrate the previous question we addressed, Zach, which is, you know, teams can manipulate the cap. They can massage it with new deals that are handed out to players. So that's why, honestly, if the Broncos really want to get it done, they can find a way to get it done. You know, they can defer that signing bonus. They can defer it out over multiple years, prorate it, and just get him locked down. And that's why a lot of what we're talking about here, it's we're exploring the issue. You know, we're talking it out. We're thinking out loud with regard to what's the best move to make. I said that it might not be the worst thing. It might be football wisdom to kick the can down the road a year. But what do you risk in doing that? And is it worth that risk? If you can get a deal done, Zach, maybe the smartest thing is for the Broncos to just say, you know what? He's foundational. He's a third-round pick of the team. He's a leader. He is producing, or at least he produced last year at an elite level. Let's just not look this gift horse in the mouth. Yeah, if they sign him to a long-term contract, either now or next offseason perhaps, if he's averaging 15 a year, they can lower his cap number. It wouldn't be $15 million necessarily. It might even be lower than the 11.4 where he's counting against the cap right now. That's the beauty of a long-term contract. But like you said, kicking the can down the road, chopping up the salary cap hits, deferring some of the payments, just like the Chiefs have done with Patrick Mahomes when his deal doesn't really go into effect for a couple seasons now. They can do the same thing on a sm- to a smaller extent. With Justin Simmons, I, I, regardless, Chad, it's a win-win. You have him for one year for a fairly reasonable rate, or you sign him next year, next offseason, at market value, but after he produced for a second year in a row. It's for both sides. It's a fair. It's a fairly good deal. I still err on the side of I'm not expecting it to happen, just barely. Like it's like a 60-40 split for me at this point. But I'm not going to be stunned if they do get a deal done. And I still hope that they do. I mean, it's in the interest of the team. Anyone that is looking out for the long-term interest of the team, I understand sometimes for shot callers on these teams, you've got to wait. Financial issues are part of what's in the best interest of the team. But from just a pure football perspective and a pure leadership perspective, get him locked up. Larry, our friend on, of course, on YouTube, it's Broncos fan number 24, Larry, on uh, in real life, appreciate you, my friend. And you, you're another listener and member of this community that has been outgoing and passionate for a long time. And you are, an, I mean, 
you're like a lot of our great listeners who have contributed very much <clears throat> to where we're at right now. And we appreciate you more than we can ever convey. And just generosity, as he's shown here, is just exemplifies that. He says, I'm just here to help support the podcast. And that means a lot. And for what it's worth, you guys should follow him on, on Twitter, too, because he's a really fun, engaging Twitter follow. Off the top of my head, L the Ideal, something like that. L the Ideal. Just search Larry. L the Ideal. You'll find him. But, Zach, it's just cool to see, you know, he's just supporting, just supporting what we're doing, and it just means everything to us. Larry's an OG. He's a hardcore listener, Chad. He's been with us through ups and downs and uh, everything going on and not going on. And uh, it's uh, it's so humbling and it's so amazing to see the support, Chad. Every single time, every single person, it's so humbling and gratifying. Amen to that. Let's also, three in a row right here, we got That's what I mean. David Kilgore. David, thank you. Rocking the same getup I'm rocking right now, minus the glasses. In his profile pic. I love it, dude. Very generous, as always. Bonafide superstar. He says, great job, guys. Congratulations on the 500th episode. This truly is a family affair. Love Broncos country. You guys make my day better. Man, it goes both ways, dude. That's a two-way street. You guys make our lives better and you know enrich and edify our lives. And that's not BS, dude. That's the truth. And David, you're another one that is on the list for, if not August, we'll get you on in September. We want to keep it to kind of one episode a week for superstars to make it more special for this for the listeners and for the the guest that comes on the show but you are on the list my friend hope everything's going well with your battling of the word that shall go unnamed hope uh hope you've turned that corner and in you know you're out of the woods so to speak yeah, it, it really is a family affair, Chad. It, it really it wasn't always like this. Since we've been doing these live podcasts and having you know the super chat superstars and having our Mount Rushmore, it really has become a close knit community. People in the chat they're friendly. It's like we're a family. You know, we squabble every now and then. We go back and forth. We disagree, but we all come back to the same platform. We all come back to the same love of the Broncos and the same love of interaction and banter. So it, it's amazing what it's become, Chad. I'm, I'm looking forward to what it will become in the future. 2020, as far as a football season, is going to be the best ever. It's going to be so fun to enjoy this coming season with all of you. And James from across the pond, again, showing his generosity Thank you, to MHH. Five pounds and a penny. On to the next 500, right. hashtag Broncos world, hashtag state of being. And you're one of those in the community, James, that exemplifies state of being. And here's Mike jumping in, showing some love, very consistent. Thank you, Mike. Each and every podcast, supporting what we're doing here. And it means everything to us, Mike. He says, would you rate our safety tandem tops in the division? Appreciate y'all. So Kansas City's got a pretty formidable duo, um, Teron Matthew and, and – uh, Juan Thornhill. But then you've also got in the Chargers, you've got, uh, of course, Ed, uh, Derwin James. I almost called him Edron James. Derwin James. <laughs> I'm trying to remember who the other safety is there now. Dang it. But I think it's it's pretty close between the Broncos and the Chiefs on the duo. Slight edge to the Broncos because for what it's worth, both Kareem Jackson and Justin Simmons – we're the only two in the division anyway to rank in the top 10 in terms of PFF grades last year and in advanced metrics. So I think Teron, you know, he was, he was up there on the list, probably in the top 10 or at least the top 15, but not his partner Juan Thornhill, who was a rookie last year, still kind of going through some of the learning curve. And Derwin James was banged up quite a bit last year, ended up, um, you know, coming back down the stretch. Then you've got, what's the kid, Jonathan Abraham, 
Abraham, Abram, Abram? yeah, Abram, uh, the first round pick, right, for the Raiders that missed all of last season, if I'm not mistaken, with an early injury, ended up going on IR. So there's a lot of safety talent, though, Zach, in the AFC West. Yeah, Abram is a good safety, but the Raiders, they don't really qualify for this uh, this honor. I- I'm going to say that Derwin James, from a playmaking standpoint, is a better safety than Justin Simmons, but the collective uh, duo of J- Justin Simmons and Kareem Jackson, I think, is better than what the Chargers have, and it's better than what the Chiefs have. And I'm I'm taking my, my homer hat off. I'm taking my Broncos blinders off. Uh, you have veteran, you have youth, you have playmakers against the run, against the pass, and Vic Fangio's defense. That's the, the decision maker for me. I will take Vic Fangio's defense over every other coordinator in the AFC West. And you have you saw what he can do with Justin Simmons and Kareem Jackson both. So I'm going to give the edge to Denver. This is the Overtime Podcast Network. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies push boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They push girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Yep. And Nick and Carl on Saturday night's podcast had a really good conversation about this very topic and uh, a very illuminating conversation. Check that out if you guys haven't yet. Terry, it's all good, bro. What those two jokers don't realize is that when it comes to the algorithm, it helps. It doesn't hurt. So they, as long as they engage with the, with the, the video, a like, a dislike, or a comment, it's all viewed the same way by the algorithm. We prefer him to be, of course, thumbs up. We wish we could convert everybody into a thumbs up. But those who think they are somehow hacking the system by thumbs downing us or bringing the show down or the channel, it's actually the opposite. I hate to break it to them. Let's keep that on the DL, though. Here we got Glenn jumping in, bonafide superstar, longtime listener of the show, consistent. Zach, I can't even think off the top of my head the last time Glenn was not in one of our chat streams on a live stream. So, Glenn, we appreciate you, bro. He says, happy 500th. Congrats, guys. Appreciate you, Glenn. And, John, let's do, uh, let's, let's do another one, my brother. Let's, let's pull another name out of the randomized hat and see what we come up with here. It's about time. Give away another shirt. We got a hat, and we've got something from the merch store as well we're going to give away to our great community here shortly. While John is doing that, I wanted to bring your attention. There's so many great comments and supers that are stacked up, so I don't want to spend too much time on this. In fact, I'm going to put a pin in that just for a second because I just saw this from the queen of MHH, 
jumping in with both feet, MHH Mount Rushmore. In fact, I think when we coined the MHH Mount Rushmore, Zach, it was two of our listeners and community members in mind that we kept putting up there. It was Stu and Christy. And Christy, you know, she's she means a lot to the community. And when she's in the chat stream, it's a much more lively conversation. And it's cool to see that. And she says, keep growing, guys. Can't believe it's been 500. So proud of my favorite pod. You guys are the best. And this community is always amazing. And if, if you notice, it's always a symbolic number when she does show support on Super Chat number 58 there. So, Christy, thank you, my friend. It's better because of people like Christy, and we're so appreciative. And her her nickname, the Queen, it's, it's very well deserved. She's been with us at the beginning and ups and downs like everybody else. And uh, she's a truly, truly Super Chat superstar who we are so grateful for. All right. St- John is still – oh, no, it's in here. Stand by one second. I'm going to get this in the stream really quick. I'm going to put it in here. We got a new winner. And I think, hey, look, fair is fair. His is the name that came out. I recently sent something to this community member as just a thank you for his support because he's in the stream. He also helps to keep the conversation going at milehighhuddle.com, commenting on uh, articles and posts in the community there as well. But here he is. David Bingaman, appreciate you, my friend. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. <laughs> Dude, It's I'm happy that your name got drawn. Seriously, we're, we took all the names from the chat stream John did, Bona Beast, and he's using an online random generator thing where they just pull a name out, and yours came out. If that's not a message from the football gods, serendipity personified, I don't know what it is, David. So congrats and appreciate you, my friend. Yeah, that's, I hope you uh, enjoy the uh, the swag, and it's just a small token, chat of our appreciation for our great viewership. You got to remind me, though, David, what we sent you. I think it was a hat, wasn't it? So a T-shirt would complement that. A T-shirt would complement that. All right, let's see what else we have here in the stream. So many comments. It's very busy today. I love it. We got Gilster37 showing some love on Super. Appreciate that. Thank he you. He says, will Denver host a Super Bowl or a draft? within five years? That's a good question. You know, they, uh, they put in for it. They are, they compete for, I don't know about a Super Bowl, just because the last time the NFL decided to go against tradition and have a cold weather city host a Super Bowl didn't go so well, at least for one of those teams, right? The Denver Broncos at MetLife Stadium in Super Bowl 48. It was a bloodbath. It was literally create the kryptonite conditions for Peyton Manning at 38 years old. And that's what that Super Bowl was. But a draft, I don't think you'll see a Super Bowl, but a draft, even though I think it would be great in that that city, the downtown is perfectly set up. But I just don't know that the NFL is interested in having another cold weather, open air type of, of Super Bowl. But the draft, hey, man, I don't have a crystal ball, but it's definitely within the realm of the possibles there. Joe Ellis has been pushing for the draft chat for at least three seasons now. He's willing to have it at the convention center in Denver. He's willing to move mountains to get the draft to Denver. I think that's way more realistic in the later 2020s than a Super Bowl. I think the Super Bowls would be rotated, like you said, in warmer weather cities and domes like it's traditionally been. That cold weather Super Bowl was a disaster of an experiment that shouldn't be repeated. Now, this brings a tear to my eye, what Eclipse is pointing out here. 
Bonafide wow. superstar, uh, superstar, and he's going to be on the show uh, next week. Next week. Isn't that what we decided? Or actually, I don't know if you replied to me, but we're planning on having Eclipse on the show next week as installment number five for the superstars. But he says, yesterday was the one year to the date that I became a 24-7 VIP. Now, some of you are scratching your heads going, what mm. is that? Well, milehighhuddle.com. In fact, the way Zach and I cross paths is Mile High Huddle got merged with the Broncos 24-7 site. I want to say April-ish of 2018, we joined forces, freaking produced insane amounts of content, insane amounts of traffic. One of the features of the 24-7 network was a paid premium subscription where we would carve out specific content only for the paid subscribers. They call them VIPs. And then also there were dedicated message boards where VIPs could access the staff and we'd be available to them for questions and community and whatnot. And Eclipse, it broke my heart. This is one of the things that really pissed me off about the way things ended with 24-7. And it ended up being a blessing in disguise for MHH and for, for Zach. But we had lots, many hundreds of VIP subscribers that paid every month to be subs. And then 24-7 decided to get out of the NFL business and left guys like Zach and I and the MHH staffers and the VIPs like Eclipse Stormborn holding the bag and he had just signed up and literally August 1st, we moved the site from 24 seven to sports illustrated. So eclipse, I'm just glad you stuck with us, my friend. I wish there was something I could have done back then to change that, but there unfortunately wasn't. I'm just glad you're still with us, bro. That exemplifies what we're talking about, Chad. The best fan base in the world and the best viewers in the entire world eclipse. We appreciate you and your support 24 seven or now has not gone unnoticed. Thank you so much. We got Big John in the house showing some love. He says, happy 500th, Priest. Thank you for all you do, and I wish I could be on live more. Rocking freshly the MHH face mask that he just recently received, and we shouted him out, I think, on uh, Instagram and Twitter. So, John, it's good to see you, my friend. Really appreciate yeah, thank you. Thank you. And uh, real quick also – oh, do that. Sorry, let me grab Manny real quick, John, and then uh, we'll grab the one I just butted out. Appreciate you, Manny. I noticed that you are on multiple podcasts. You don't just show up for Huddle Up. You show up for other pods, Dove Valley Deep Divers, Building the Broncos, Mile High Insiders. You basically show love to MHH regardless, and it means a lot to all of us. I mean, Zach and I, we love to see that. So thank you, my friend, for your generosity and your membership in this community. Manny, we don't always agree. I see you in the comments on Garrett Bowles and things like that, and I, I, I like the banter, though. If we all agreed, it wouldn't be fun, and I appreciate you coming back and me and kind of having a differing opinion and your support for the podcast. Thank you so much, and uh, I hope you continue liking them going forward. Okay. I just realized that, man, there are so many supers tonight that we skipped the first one of Eclipse Stormborn. So let's grab Terry, and then I'm going to put in the first Eclipse. Terry says, uh, up in Canada, love you, bro. Appreciate you. He says, 500 pennies for 500 thoughts. Wait, 500 episodes. Congratulations, MHH. Hashtag state of being, hashtag football priest, and hashtag Broncos world. And Terry, talk about OG. You've been with us a long time. Every ch- You're in literally every single chat stream keeping on top of everything that's happened with the Broncos in real time and just contributing to what we're doing here. So you're a big part of the community and we look forward to having you on and talking to you on uh, the seventh installment, which we reserved per your request 
for you to come on. So it's going to be fun. Terry, I've seen you on the other podcast too. And the support that you show, not just monetarily, just showing up and interacting has been amazing. So you are our representative up north to our neighbors to the north. And we appreciate you every single podcast. Let me grab this from Eclipse. This was his first one where he says, appreciate you, of course, for the donation. Eclipse says, happy 500th priests and happy Sunday Broncos country. Just knowing this is a worldwide celebration is awesome. Hashtag state of being hashtag 500. And it really is worldwide. I mean, just tonight, just already. And, you know, we're 44 minutes in, we might go a little bit long tonight, but um, we've had check-ins from the United Kingdom, Canada, Philadelphia eclipse, big calves in Florida. I'm not sure where John is. I'm not sure where some of the other, I mean, Stu, as we know, he's up in uh, Washington, moving to a different state. Christie's in California. I mean, it's, it's all over. Broncos country is not a geographic location. It is a state of being. And, and you guys just make that plain each and every podcast. It's so cool to see here. All right. Let me see. So that, let me just make sure, John, if you want to grab one more that's, that's stacked up and Zach can tackle that, I want to make sure we're not skipping anybody. Yeah, John Mortensen dropping another five bucks. Thank you so much, John. We appreciate you as always. Poor Garrett. Somebody got to have some love for Garrett. I think this is his turnaround season. I think he really wants to be a Bronco. I think he really wants to keep his job with the Broncos. I think that's what that hype video is about of him smashing a tire with a mallet or whatever he was doing. But he has to prove it on, on a game by game basis, on a snap by snap basis. I'll say this, as one of the bigger Garrett Bowles detractors, he has the physical talent. He has the opportunity. He has the coaching. It's all on him to put it together between the eyeballs and be consistent. If he can just be above average, if he could just be good, not necessarily even great, he will land another contract from Denver and be entrenched as the left tackle of the future for for next, at least next three years. The Broncos want him to succeed. Elway does not want to have to cut another first-round pick. He took enough egg on his face with Paxton Lynch. Garrett Bowles busting the, the next first-round pick in succession after Paxton Lynch, another first-rounder busting, looks horrible for Elway's resume. We all know ego is so important to number seven. So Garrett, they're putting him in every position to succeed. They're motivating him, taking away his fifth-year option. They're putting him in a competition with Elijah Wilkinson. They want him to succeed. But I don't care what he says or what he does for right now. When week one rolls around, he gets on the field. If he can be consistent, that's what matters most. It was really cool. Let me. We're going to grab Poppy. Keep her on screen. No, it's okay. Keep her on. She deserves that. Let me uh, read his quote, Zach. It was really interesting. I wanted a chance to talk about this if it happened organically, and that super chat opened the door. But Dalton Reisner, um, via the team site, said this about Garrett Bowles and, of course, the coming competition with he and Elijah Wilkinson for left tackle. Quote, both of those guys are my brothers. Garrett is the first guy that ever talked to me from the Denver Broncos. He was at my draft party. And, of course, quick pin in that, he also stuck around after the party to help Reisner clean up. He's treated me like a little brother. I love playing next to that guy. When I heard there was a competition, I definitely knew that Garrett and Elijah are going to duke it out together. The best guy will be out there playing, and whoever doesn't get that spot is definitely still going to get playing time next year. I think they're going to work out, do a heck of a job, and we'll see who wins. Zach, is there really any doubt, though, that Garrett Bowles is going to win that competition. I mean, is seriously, do you really think Elijah Wilkinson has a chance to unseat him, especially knowing that he's coming off a lower leg right. procedure, that he's been in a boot this offseason? 
And he's a horrible tackle. He's a natural guard, Elijah Wilkinson. If there was a better competitor on the roster, I would say there is a, a big chance that Garrett Bowles is not the day one, week one left tackle. But this competition with Elijah Wilkinson, it's just a way to, when he wins the battle, to build up his confidence and say, listen, he beat someone out. He deserves the job. It's just saving face for Elway and the Broncos. They want to give Garrett Bowles literally every opportunity. Same thing they did with uh, Paxton Lynch. They put him in a competition with the seventh-round pick. And he lost twice to Trevor Simeon. It's the same thing with Garrett Bowles. If he beats out Wilkinson, he's a left tackle. If he loses, then we all know what Garrett Bowles really is. He has no business losing this battle. True. Yep. That I mean, the writing will be spray painted on the wall if if he loses. All right. Bobby jumping in with an extremely wow. generous super chat. Incredible. And even though she's a relative newcomer to the show, I think we, to the channel, to the shows, I think we can all say that she has been just a breath of fresh air. She, I, I want to say she joined us about the time of the draft up until now, and she has just been great to have in the community and so outgoing in her support of MHH and all the podcasts. She shows love and support yeah. to each and every podcast, and we appreciate you, Bobby, more than we can say. And she says, congratulations, MHH, for reaching 500 today. Sorry, I can't be on the chat. My work schedule is crazy right now, but I will listen when I get a chance. Love MHH as always. Go Broncos. So she's literally popping in to show some love, leave a message, show some love financially. She can't even be a part of the conversation life. She'll circle back and listen. But Zach, this is what I talk about with Poppy, just how phenomenal she is. Yeah, she's a relative newcomer, but ever ever since she made her debut, Chad, she's been so consistent podcast in and podcast out, showing us not just support financially or monetarily, you know, with donations, but also interacting, having great questions, having great interaction with the community. Pablo, we appreciate you completely. Thank you so, so much. All right, let's grab Zach. Good great to name. see you, my friend, and also a proud business owner, as you can see. Zachary's web design, very generous on super chat. And he, I think should come on the show at some point in the near future. Zach, you should be one of the superstars that comes on. I think it would be great for the community to get a chance to, to meet you as it were. And dude, that that's just very generous. You know, you don't have to do that. He says, thank you so much for everything you guys do. By the way, I really believe that Philip Lindsay will outshine Melvin Gordon. Preach. Judy will be the number two wide out. Locke will step up in year two, and we go 11-5 and five with Ooh, the City. I have the same home. prediction. That's nice. For and the Kansas I City think, game. I think we, um, we can sign off on all three of those assertions that you've got there, Zach. 11-5, and five, that was my prediction as well. I've said 9-7 and seven is the floor. I know it's, you know – there's a lot of people in the biz, a lot of our colleagues in media that would scoff at predicting any team that's been sub 500 for three years in a row to be plus 500 by that many games. But that's just how that's just my bold prediction at this stage. But Zach, it's great to see a guy like Zach, Zach and Zach <laughs> rocking it so consistently in the community. 
Yeah, thank you so much, Zach, for your support. And I fully agree with you. I have a tweet up right now showing a couple of highlights from Philip Lindsay last year. He's in a surprise. A lot of people prove a lot of people wrong. And I'm right there with you. I think they split with Kansas City this year, but their victory is going to come at Arrowhead. I think it's going to be a giant upset. I don't see 11 and 5, but I do see at least 9 and 7, 10 and 6. That record should get the Broncos a playoff seed, a wild card seed, and you never know what could happen from there. They're in for a good, fun season in 2020. All right, we are at the 52-minute mark. Let me grab – I know there's a bunch of supers that have stacked up. I don't – we're definitely going to go a little bit long tonight. There's just no getting around it. But Jason on YouTube, it's a great question. He says, with many players across the NFL landscape that are very deserving of a long-term deal, why are so many owners, GMs, reluctant to engage in long-term deals? Love to hear your opinions. Well, it's kind of a very, it's a good question, but it's also a very open-ended question. We could sit and talk about this till the cows come home, to be honest with you. But really what it boils down to is in business, when it comes to negotiations, no side ever wants to give up more than they have to. And in the case of NFL teams, especially the NFL, I was going to say all pro sports, but especially the NFL, teams don't make a move to pay anybody until a deadline requires it. Like they just don't move. It's rare. Like with Patrick Mahomes, you know, that's that's the, an exception that, that kind of proves the rule. Most of the time, teams don't, you know, pony up money unless they're butting up against an actual deadline and that player is, you know, at risk of being no longer under team control. So I think that has more to do with it than anything. And really, it's just the nature of capitalism and business that teams want the most value they can get for the lowest amount of cost possible. It's perfectly said. I agree with what you, uh, what you laid out there and deadlines make deals. So there's, there's still a chance it can happen, but the longer it goes, I feel like it would have happened by now in a normal off season. And the longer it goes, it just, uh, it is not a great precursor for things to come. So we'll have to see how it plays out the next couple of days. We got George bonafide superstar jumping in. He's another super that is, expressed an interest in coming on the show. So we'll be reaching out and getting that organized here. Again, a lot of you, when we talk about coming on the show, there's, you know, one day in the week. And so it's going to be weeks over weeks. Some of you might be waiting a few weeks to get on the show, but you will end up coming on the show. And George, you're one of those, my friend, very generous. Love you, buddy. He says, getting a bit late and I'm back to night shift tomorrow. Does that mean you're out of Q word? Does that mean you're officially out of the queue? I hope so. Just showing some love. Hashtag Denver Broncos for life. Hashtag MHH best show ever. George, you're a sweetheart, dude. We love you. Yeah. All right. Time to announce the next winner. And this is for a super chat superstar. You can choose anything off the merch store. It doesn't have to be a mug. doesn't have to be a face mask. It can be a hoodie. Uh, You want to see what those look like? I'll show you right here. I got one behind me. Let me flip it upside or right side up. Work it, Chad. It can be a it can be a hoodie. It can be whatever's on the the, the site. We've got our name from the generator machine here. I'm going to go ahead and put this on screen. Give me just one second. And here we go. We've already talked about him tonight, so it's very very fitting that he is the winner. Bear with me one second. Just a quick copy and paste. Boom. There he is. Christian. Winner oh, of nice. You Choose It. 
You choose it, you do it. Go to huddleuppod.com, browse around, tell us what you want, reach out, let us know, and we'll get it coming your way, my friend. So thank you so much for your support as a superstar, and we really do appreciate you. And congrats on getting that nice uh, nice little piece of swag that'll be coming your way. And we do have you on the short list, Christian, as well, to get you on the show. So uh, look forward to that in the future. All right. So let's see what else we've got here. We are at 55 minutes, so we're getting long, but we have a lot of superstars stacked up. Let's grab Dennis. It's been a minute since I've seen you, Dennis, but it it's great to have you in the stream regardless, dude. You're a big part of the community as well. I want to say I started I, – I remember you coming into the stream 2020. Maybe you were a lurker. Maybe you were listening or just – you know, not as outgoing in the community, but it's been great to have you establish yourself within the community. And Zach and I really do appreciate you on super. Yeah. He says, congrats on 500. I appreciate all you do and the information you convey hashtag state of being from Michigan. There you go, baby. Hashtag Denver Broncos for life. It is a state of being And Dennis. You're, you're a good example of that. Big John again, wow. showing love this time, extremely generous. Super chat. Thank you, John. You, you don't amazing. have to do that, John. I appreciate you, bro. Hey, guys. Finally caught up with you, uh, YouTube. Uh, finally caught up with you. Two-part question. Don't take it wrong the wrong way, okay? Why do we do super chats to be heard? And two, more like trivia questions, what was Brock Osweiler's comeback, first comeback win? All right. Put a pin in the Brock for just a second. So the whole thing with super chat. Is it just kind of, as you know, you don't have to super. We never ask you to super ever. People do that because they want to. And when it started happening, when we started doing these live streams, we didn't even know what super chat was. That's honest to God's truth. Scouts on. Okay. And when it started happening, we were just so floored and blown away. We started coming up with ways, scrambling really, to show thanks and to repay these awesome members of the community who were, who were putting their, their money where their mouth is, so to speak. And so we've come up with different ways, whether it was sending out shirts, hats, um, different little shout outs. Also the thing that goes, that's just obvious is we prioritize their questions. So there are a lot of questions in the stream. We don't get to every night because the super chat superstars take precedence. That's just the way it is. That's just the way it's always going to be. And John, as you know, though, we uh, we make ourselves available to everybody in, in the audience, everybody in the community. This is why we tell people to follow us on Twitter so that we can follow you back and you can DM us. You can reach out. I have, I mean, countless, countless members of the community who will message me on Facebook that will have chats and talk on Facebook, on Twitter, over email. So when it comes to the show itself, though, John, we have to prioritize the superstars because they are sacrificing the most to, to get their message or their question in front of us. That's really what it boils down to. All right. Brock Osweiler's first comeback win. Was it week 12, 2015 versus the new England Patriots in overtime? Everyone remembers CJ Anderson busting that one in uh, overtime to win it. I want to say he might've won one from behind before that, but I think that's, that was his first and John, correct me if I'm wrong on that. Let me see here. Bear with me one sec. George again. Appreciate you, bro. Thank you, George. You don't have to do that. You don't have to do that, George. We love you, buddy. 
Um, we also got Dave, Callie Dave, another one exemplifying the state of being hashtag. Who Thank said, you, Dave. I missed a few pods lately. Work is what it is, but I couldn't miss 500. Hashtag Broncos country forever. And Dave is one of those guys. We don't talk too much on Facebook, but we're friends on Facebook and we see what's going on in each other's lives. And it's cool to see what you've got cooking, my friend. And speaking of a bona fide superstar that's been with us a long time and really, you know, when I say contributes to the community, what I mean specifically about Ron is he always brings a unique question or insight tied into his questions or comments that just makes this creates conversation, compelling conversation, very knowledgeable football fan, very passionate, outgoing Broncos fan. Appreciate you, Ron. He says, Hey guys, as Lindsay was the heartbeat of the offense, Simmons is that for the defense. A deal is imminent either this year or next. I see a lot of picks from him this year. I do too, Zach. And for what it's worth, and thank you, Ron, he had four last year, which was a career high. I want to see him bump those numbers up a little bit. I want to see him get some Eddie Jackson numbers from 2018. I want to see him get six or more interceptions this year. I want to see him take over ball games, Chad. I'm right there with you. I want to see him be the difference between a win and a loss. Come up with a game-clinching interception, force a game-clinching fumble. If he can do that, I agree he deserves to be paid. The the one argument I can make for paying him now, which we didn't really talk about, it sends the message. We, we've said this before, Chad, that if you if we draft you and you blossom and you develop, we will take care of you. We will reward you for the work that you put in. They didn't want to pay any of their current players. They didn't want to pay Philip Lindsay. They brought in Melvin Gordon. You, you have to start resigning your own to send the message that we're not going to be a team that pinches pennies. We don't want to be the, the Cincinnati Bengals and be known for being cheap and stingy. We want to reward our homegrown talent. So that's one case. I can make to pay Simmons now, but if they don't, I understand that as well. All right. Since we're coming, we've crossed the one hour mark. Let's go ahead, John, and let's do another drawing, random drawing for the orange hat. And uh, let me just send this message real quick to him. Let's get, uh, let's give away the orange hat, the last of its kind. And while we're at it, let's grab Joe 1997. Thank you, Joe. A name that I don't recognize on Super Chat. So, Joe, thank you for the support. It means a lot to us, my friend. He says, uh, or she, I don't know. Usually watch, I usually watch after the fact, but was able to make this one live. Have any of you seen the new videos posted on Jerry Judy's YouTube channel? Keep up the great work. Congrats on 500. Thank you. Hashtag Denver Broncos for life. I've seen some of them, the workout videos. I mean, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. A lot of a lot of workout stuff, you know, ankle busting, route running, and stuff like that. But maybe I'll have to examine it a little closer. Yeah, I, I've seen the the route running videos, and that's that was so impressive. I've seen him, you know, just kind of clown around about being in Denver on Twitter. I haven't seen much beyond that though. But the, what I have seen from his route running has blown me away. I can't wait to see him play this fall. Albert and Michelle Knoppers jumping in. Really appreciate you. Thank you. My friends, they say, keep up the awesome work, guys, from Lacey, Washington. Hashtag state of being. Very cool to see where everybody is from. I love it when people include where they're from because it just helps paint that picture of Broncos country. All right, guys, we're running out of time. It's time to give away the orange hat, the last of its kind. (laughs) And we have a name selected here randomly. In the raffle, John took care of this. Let me go ahead and put it on the screen for you guys. Orange hat winner. It goes to this fellow right here, Kevin Peterson. 
Big Kev 77 or whatever your I can't 1977. I'm trying to remember your Twitter handle, but Kevin, thank you, my friend. I will need you to reach out and get me your personal deets, your physical address, so I can ship that very hat to you. Congratulations, dude. I put it on a shelf, wear it, do whatever, but just know it is a very rare specimen and there won't be any others of its kind made up. Now, that doesn't mean we won't ever have another orange hat on offer on the site, but right now, I mean, we've, we were receiving requests. I would wear that. I've worn it like three or four times on the show. I've never worn it out. I've never worn it you know, out in the yard. There's no sweat stains or anything. You don't have to worry about that. But I've worn this a couple of times on the show and people have been in hot demand for this hat. Zach, I mean, anytime I wore it, people were like, hey, dude, where do I get that hat? Because it's not on the merch store. We checked. Unfortunately, at least up to this point, our third-party provider does not offer a orange template for a hat. So we haven't been able to duplicate anything even close to that. So Kevin, anyway, it's coming your way, my friend. Reach out and get me your deets and congrats. And we appreciate you, bro. Yeah, Kevin, my congratulations on behalf of myself and my empty bookshelf. We hope you like the hat and uh, you get some use out of it. It is uh, on the endangered species list, Chad. So we hope you uh, appreciate that, KP. All right. A couple more and then we got to go. Gilster37, appreciate you jumping in again. Uh, he says, another Broncos fan told me about you. Go Broncos. That's a great testimonial right there, people. The power of word of mouth. And it doesn't matter what it is, man. You're a, a really good book, a new band, hip-hop artist, you know, football website, podcast, your favorite movies. Word of mouth means more than anything. If you have like-minded family members, Broncos fans, passionate friends, family Tell them about the show. Send them emails of clips of the show. Send them emails of full episodes of the show. Help us spread it around and bring in awesome members of the community like Gilster. Appreciate you sharing that with us, my friend. Very cool. All right. Let me make sure we're not missing any supers because, oh, and by the way, whoops. Do that again, John. Sorry. We'll grab Gilster next. A super sticker from Yo Denver Broncos for Life. Really appreciate that. Thank you. I've seen you a few times on in the super. So thank you very much. Means a lot to us, as you know. Uh, Gilster again, letting us know. I'm from Carthage, Missouri. Whoop. Chief's Kingdom is where he's at. Mm-hmm. He's in the heart of enemy territory. But look what he's saying. Go Broncos. Very cool. Good to hear that, my friend. And yeah, that's that's not a great place to be if you are a Broncos fan. On Twitter, we don't want to neglect our Twitter audience. Martin's saying, hey, guys, I love the KJ Hamler pick. But I think Deshaun Hamilton steps it up for the third wide receiver role. Zach, that's not unlike something I've said before on this pod, which is, you know, KJ Hamler, he's the second round pick. He's got premium round draft pedigree, but he does have to get through Deshaun to see the field. And Deshaun, you know, we've criticized him. He definitely failed to take that step in year two that the team thought he would. But he has a little something cooking with Drew Locke. So it'll be fun to see how that also former teammates – Hamilton at Penn State. Hamilton was one of Hamler's, um, you know, big brother figures when they when he was first got to Penn State. So it'll be interesting to see how that particular battle plays out, Zach. I fully expect Hamler to win the job. If, if you're comparing them as slot receivers, I mean, Hamler was a second-round pick. He has speed for days. He's going to grow into his body and into his role as a slot receiver, number two receiver in the NFL. But Deshaun has skin in the game. He's been with the Broncos. He's been around Drew Locke. Uh, they had good chemistry last year. It would not stun me if Hamilton won that job, at least initially. But I'm fully expecting Hamler, all things being equal, 
to storm out of the gates as a number three wide receiver. John jumping in on super chat. Really appreciate that. John. John. Another name that feels new to the super chat community. Thank you. 500 of anything is tough to do. Thank you for the diversion and the consistency. Our pleasure, my friend. We'll keep, uh, we'll keep cranking them out. You guys keep showing up. Thank you. Jess wants to know, will you guys go to two hours per podcast during the season? You know, it's really hard to do because of what time. Look, the reason we do our podcast during the time schedule that we do is because that's when most people are home and can divert their and devote their attention to the show and catching up on whatever's going on with the Broncos. And so a lot of our competition, they do their podcast in the middle of the day. And, you know, what the cool thing about a podcast is you can listen on demand, including all these, you can listen on demand at will whenever you want, but for the live effect, for the live community aspect, for talking to us and the hosts and affecting the programming and all that, we do it at that hour for a specific purpose. We want to reach as many Broncos fans and have them available to participate as possible. And so one of the downsides to choosing that particular time is that, you know, you got, it's evening time. People have, you know, dinner, they have bedtime for the kids and we do too, as hosts, we have other things going on. So I would say that the live streams are probably going to stay as formatted um, just like we did last year during the football season, six to seven ish. You're going to get a podcast, but maybe we'll supplement that, Zach, and we can find ways to, you know, if the demand is there for additional content, right. it, we would be remiss to not find a way to meet that. Maybe during the season we can do like a film breakdown that can be about two hours or having a behind enemy line series with another uh, reporter from a, an opposing team. That could be two hours. We can make it like a special event, but I can't say with certainty or anything near it that we're going to have two-hour pause every single day. It's just a little unfeasible considering what else we have to do in our respective yeah. jobs. You got to remember that there's a lot that we are responsible for, not just the pods, but we're responsible for videos. We're responsible for written content and that all, you know, it all feeds the beast, so to speak. And we have to do our part to keep that up. Terry, appreciate you jumping in and reminding everybody, let's get some likes in there. Broncos country. Really appreciate you, Terry. All right. I think that pretty much does it. Did, did we miss anybody? I don't want to miss anyone. If we didn't grab you, Super Chat was so active tonight that, you know, again, I, I think this is the second time in the last minute I've used the remiss word, but we would be remiss to not get these superstars who are showing love to the channel and to the pod. So, Glenn, appreciate you. He says, I really look forward to these. I love the chat and the community. Enjoying getting to see the faces and people behind the names on Wednesdays. Hashtag my my 500 pod life. Very cool. <laughs> Very cool. That's awesome. All right. Quick reminder, as I just skimmed through the last of the chat here to make sure we haven't missed anybody. If you were one of the winners of tonight's podcast giveaways, do not assume that we have your personal details. Reach out to us directly and provide your shipping address so that we can get you what you need. And uh, I think it was Christian that won the pick what you want from the merch store. So make sure you do that and then reach out and give us your personal details and we will get that coming for you, my friend. And of course we want to see your swag guys. When you receive your hat, your t-shirts, when you receive whatever it is, we want to see it. Send us selfies, send us a picture and we will put it on our Instagram. We will shout you out on Twitter. We love seeing it. It's great. Here we have six foot 10 jumping in. Appreciate you. Thank my you. friend. 
very generous, very cool. super. Congrats on 500. You guys inspired me to start my own Broncos podcast. Thanks to you both for everything you do for this community. That very cool. Awesome. What's the name of it? Let's promote that sucker. Yeah, I'll check it out. Some, some ear holes over there. Tell us what it's called in the chat if you're still in here, dude, and, and uh, we'll try and help you out. But all right, gang, that's got to do it for tonight's episode of the Huddle Up podcast as we have celebrated our 500th episode. Wow. Unbelievable. Thank you, Steve. Appreciate you, bro. Thank you. Halftime show. He wants a halftime show during the season. We might be able to make that happen, like a quick hit, like – Here's what we've seen. Right. Here's what's coming in the second. You know, here's what we expect. Bold prediction, maybe for how the game unfolds. That's something we could probably make happen. We'll we'll see, Steve. We'll keep that under consideration, and we'll see how the um, preseason plays out. We can test some of these things when the preseason, depending on whether or not we actually get a, any preseason games. There's an outside chance they just cancel the whole thing. As far as preseason, I'm not saying the regular season. Preseason. Terry seconds the half. Terry's the man. Thank you, Terry. We shall see, my friend. But all right, gang, thank you so much for making this a very special 500 episode for the pod. Not a ton, ton, ton of Broncos news and analysis going on tonight. We, we talked about Justin Simmons. We talked about what Reisner said about bowls, and we answered a few questions on the topic. But tonight, very much a celebration of, of what you guys have helped us accomplish with the 500 episodes and what you guys have created in the community. So, Shout out to you guys. I mean, you, you are amazing to us. Uh, I, we really mean that. You guys blow our minds day in, day out. Make sure you follow the podcast on Twitter, at HuddleUpPod. While you're at it, follow at MileHighHuddle. And as we said before, make sure you follow each of us on Twitter so that you can reach out. We're available to you anytime. You got something on your mind. We might not respond in lickety-split time, but we will respond to you. We do see you. We, we will get to you. My partner here is at Kelberman, at Kelberman NFL, myself, at Chad N. Jensen. And you also want to make sure you follow Buona Beast. His Twitter account is at John, J-O-N-K-K-A-Y-M-H-H. Follow him and, and connect with him as well. And then we will be back in the saddle tomorrow night because a lot of people have things going on um, during the weekends. A lot of regulars often have to miss the Sunday night show. So we're going to do another round of giveaways on tomorrow night's show. So make sure you are here to participate in those random raffles. It's going to be a gas. And we'll see what Monday spits out by way of Broncos news and analysis. But, Zach, have a great start to your week, bro. Fingers crossed, Chad. We have some uh, Justin Simmons news tomorrow. So hopefully. You never know. We shall see. If we missed your question, Keep it in mind. We'll get to you tomorrow best we can, gang. But thanks to each and every one of you for joining us. A mile high salute to our Super Chat superstars. Don't forget to get us, if you want in the drawing, your addresses. We'll get it shipped out to you. And if you are a Super Chat superstar and we're not connected on social media, on Twitter, make sure you reach out. Let us know who you are so that we can remedy that. All right. Thanks again, gang. For Zach Kelberman, I'm Chad Jensen. We'll be back tomorrow night, 6 Mountain, 7 Central. You've been listening to the Huddle Up Podcast. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com to keep the conversation going. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. 
The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies push boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They push girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies push boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They push girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal.